Welcome to Younger Older. I'm glad you could tune in today. I'm Dave Wagram with Don Shire. We're in the studios of Relate365.com on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. And if you uh, heard the last podcast, and I hope you did, if not, go to Relate365.com and download it. Um, you know that we're talking uh, an old friendship here with Don and I. We go back a long way. Um, my dad was a pastor, started a ministry here called Silver Birch Ranch, and Don came here, and I was here. We were younger and goofy, mm-hmm. and we learned to work, and we learned to minister. We were talking last time, Don, about how you get up every day, do what you need to do, be sensitive to what God's doing, uh, use the skills and talents he uniquely gave you, and enjoy that, and see, you know, always be looking for the, the least of these in the world to take care of. My, my dad used to, he started this camp. He didn't have any money, borrowed the down payment. He didn't have any way to pay it off. He just felt the kids from the city needed to get away where they could train them in evangelism and give them the gospel and train them in leadership. And he just borrowed the money. And now, you know, we're here 53 years. We just completed our 53rd summer. We're totally out of debt. We're still broke. I mean, <laughs> it's still the same. But he used to, when I, when I came here, when I was a young man, he used to all of a sudden have these stakes in the ground. He would go out there and put a stake in, paint the top of it orange. And, and when I saw that, I thought, oh, there's a building going there. Before anything ever happened, he would just go stake it out. And, and then I'd walk by and say, what are we doing? He said, well, that's where the new building's going to go. No money yet, n- nothing, but we needed this. We needed this to continue to work with children. And he said, when there's a need, you know, you, you got to promise. So we're going to start building. Well, we're out of debt, and that's how everything's happened for the last 53 years. Mm-hmm. Even when I needed a house, he said, well, go pick a lot. Well, Dad, I don't have any money. Well, pick a lot. Why? Because you need a house. I mean, you got to live somewhere. So go pick one. Go yeah. stake out the house. So then eventually... It's a long story, but I ended up getting a house for 1% loan from the government because during the Jimmy Carter years, it was like 21% interest. Nobody could get a house. I got one because I was so poor, and God provided. Today, that house has been paid off. I didn't have a garage right away, but almost right away, I staked one out. Mm. And eventually, I poured a slab, and eventually, I built a garage. You know, I mean, it's like, uh, it's amazing how God works. Yeah, as, as you... As you talk about those stories, there's so many that just flash through the, through my mind. You know, I I remember when we built our our ministry building slash garage. Yeah. Uh, my my idea was to build a two car garage and have one of the bays be an office for the ministry. And then a, a friend said, "Well, Don, if you're gonna do if you're gonna do two car garage, you might as well do three. And well, by the time we were done, it ended up being a four car garage. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said, "You know, for you know, about $12,000 more, we could put a second floor on it. Then you don't have to worry about moving. Yep. Uh, moving the ministry if it grows. And I, I thought, I, well, I didn't think. I told him, I said, I don't even know how I'm going to pay for the front door, yeah, let alone right. a second floor. Dave, immediately, money from California, you know, it's people that where I'd done concerts, they did, well, God led us to give this. We don't know what you need it for, but here it is. And, yep. and uh, our ministry's never taken out a loan, uh, got into debt. and. The money came in for that. And I remember one story in particular. Kathy and I had been out for a meal with some friends, and on the way back, it was fall, and she said, well, Don, if we're going to use that office in the winter, you better get some heat in there. There you go. And I said, yeah, you're, you're right. We better. 
we got home and there was a, back back then it was an answering machine uh, yeah. the answering machine was flashing and I, I listened to the message and it was Don um, about four months ago you said you were building an office and the Lord told me that I should provide a, a heating system for you and he said I kind of forgot about it but he said all of a sudden Today I started thinking about it, and maybe you've already taken care of it. If so, disregard this message. But if you need it, I'd like—I own a heating and air conditioning business. I'd like to to come up and uh, provide, heat, you know, a, a furnace and central air. <laughs> that well, wasn't even in the plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so, so then he came up, and and we have far better than I would have gone out and tried to tried to purchase. But then when he was there, he said, "I noticed you don't have." Central air on your house. Can I do that too? There yeah. You go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Twist my arm. But but that's that's exactly what you're talking about, Dave. Is yeah. how God He knows our needs. He He wants us to trust Him and depend on Him. One of the things that that Kathy does every day that she has taught me is she her rule is she does not let her feet touch the ground until she says this is the day. The Lord has made. Hmm. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That's every day without fail. That's something that that she's going to do, and she gets out of bed expecting to 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 rejoice and to praise God. This is His day, and that's rubbed off on me. And I just think of so many days I didn't feel like it, Dave. I I didn't feel like getting up and being rejoiceful. and and worshipful I, I the things were going wrong you know and 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 yet being able to wake up with the right attitude and then go out and and expect him to answer mm-hmm. now dave one time i was i was praying i was in virginia i was in my rv i was staying on a on a friend's farm and he asked me to i i asked him if there was anything i could do for him while i was there and he asked me to to paint his shed for him and so i thought okay well, that morning, for some reason, I I said, uh, I said, Lord, if there's anyone that I can, I can be a witness to today, uh, please just just let me know, and I'll I'll do it for you. I I want to represent you well today. And then after I prayed, I thought, well, that's silly. I'm out on this 170 acre farm out in the middle of nowhere. I'm not going to see anyone. He was going to work, and uh, and so I went out. I started painting the shed, and all of a sudden, this pickup truck came down the driveway. And these rough-looking guys got out of the pickup truck. And he didn't tell me. I, I don't think he knew they were coming that day. But he had hired some guys to build a retaining wall for him oh. uh, out of rocks. And so they turned on their their rock music. And right. and uh, you know we're we're talking some tough-looking guys. And the, the the language that was coming over to the shed uh, wasn't exactly uh, right. the type I I was brought up to use. And and so I, I'm I'm over there painting away, just ignoring them, trying trying to just keep my distance. And all of a sudden, one of them came walking over, and and I just kept painting. And and he he said, "So you're a painter, huh?" I said, "Well, no, not really, but I'm helping my friend out." He says, "No, really, you're a missionary, aren't you?" And I said, "Well, how do you know that?" He said, "Well, my boss told me that you're some kind of missionary or something." <laughs> And I said, well, yeah, and I just kept painting. Didn't yep. say a word, you know, and he said, uh, he said, well, he said, just wanted to let you know that I'm a Christian, 
Hmm. Oh, oh, really? And he said, yeah. He said, actually, before that, he had said, yeah, I just got out of prison. And uh, then he said, but when I was in prison, some guys came and I went to their meeting and I I heard about Christ and I I dedicated my life to Christ. And he he said, it's it's rough being back back out on the street again. He said, but uh, I need prayer. Would you pray with me? And at that moment, I remembered my prayer. Lord, I want to represent you well. I want to, I want to serve you well today. If there's anyone that I can be a witness to, uh, please show me. And he couldn't have been more plain <laughs> yep. as I turn around, put down the paintbrush, which I should have put down moments before, sure. you know, 10 minutes before, and just sat down and had a wonderful fellowship with a new believer who was asking for prayer. And he said, hey, as long as you're at it, my mom's real sick. Would you pray for her too? And uh, again, just a wonderful time of fellowship. That's how God works around us if we wake up expecting to see him work. And, and Dave, I don't think it's just for me and for you. I think it's for anyone listening today. Absolutely. Uh, God, God loves us all equally. He, he equally wants to indwell us and live through us and reveal sure. himself through us. Yeah, you know, it's amazing when you think about how God does things just through the ordinary you just got to open your eyes because it's God's desire to demonstrate his love to people. He wants to do that. And, and even the skeptics, he wants to do that. You can go look at Elijah's on Mount Carmel, dumps water all over an altar before he asked God to strike it with lightning or something, you know, and it, he just wanted to make sure that people saw God. And yeah. I think if, if in the morning you, you spend time with God, you, you go to work, you, you use the skill and talents he's given you as whatever part of the body you are, and say, God, please demonstrate yourself through me today. Then yeah. position yourself so he can do it. That's all. It's, it's not that you have to have all the answers. In fact, you know, I, I keep laughing when I pray to God oftentimes saying, you know, God, how could you, I don't have anything to give you. I don't have anything really to give you. I'm not even that smart. You know, I can't spell. I can't do that. I, I don't have anything. I tell the kids all the time, if you think I'm smart, Go somewhere else. I'm not smart. <laughs> Here's what I am. I'm experienced. Mm-hmm. And so I can share all my experiences with you. But if you want to debate me, you'll probably outthink me. So, you know, I'm probably not going to do it. But, but you can't tell me that God doesn't love. He doesn't exist. You can't tell me that. You can't, I know who he is. And my job is to demonstrate to you who he is. And you talk to God if you disagree yeah. with him. Well, you know, Dave, I, I just told you that story. I'll tell you the other side of it. I remember a lesson I learned as a, as a teenager, uh, one of the organizations that I, it was a camp I went to. And right. one of the things they did during the week is everyone would go to town and uh, pass out tracks. Sure. You know, and that, that's kind of tough. Yep. And I remember praying a very similar prayer. Lord, please put these in the right hands today. And I remember someone coming up and saying, what are you selling? And the guy just intimidated me. Uh, I, I froze, and I just said, nothing. And I turned around. He said, okay. Turned around. He turned around walked away, and I turned around walked away. And the Holy Spirit, I, I, again, I didn't, yeah. I didn't hear, the word, hear, hear the word, but I sure felt him. Don, that was the one. Yeah, yep. And, and I, I, I just remember the, the sense of shame of here you asked God, and he did it, and you didn't take advantage of the opportunity. Yeah. And I, I just wonder how often we do that. Uh, Dave, we, we live in a day where, you know, I don't want to get into whether you should wear masks or not wear right. masks, but, but it's, a, it's a hot topic. And one of the things that I've, I've learned from this pandemic that's going around 
is in some ways I've just been fascinated by the way one person had it. Yeah. And within months it had spread all over the world. Yep. And people try to keep it away <laughs> and yet it still spreads. Mm-hmm. And you know where I'm going with yeah. this. Uh, I was I was in Kelowna, Iowa, over the weekend, and I I talked about the coronavirus. I said, let's make this a Corona or a Kelowna <laughs> uh, virus uh, of Christianity of Christ. That let it start here and and let it be known throughout the world that it started in Kelowna. Yep. And and if you're listening today, why couldn't it start with you? Uh, think about it. We are here today because 12 men did what they were told. Yep. And they all got martyred, by the way. And it, I, I was just going to say, like they look like stay, they lost. aren't you glad that they didn't exercise stay at home? Yeah. Aren't you glad that Paul didn't stay home? Aren't yep. you glad that the, the rest of the apostles uh, didn't stay home and put a mask on out of fear that someone could hurt them or they could, they could be bothered in some, or hindered in some right. way in life? But instead, they were willing to go out and and again, this I'm using this as a symbol, symbolic, right thing for Christianity. I I don't want to get into whether you should wear one for the, for the COVID, but spiritually, take your masks off. Yep. And Jesus, when when he gave the the uh, the last discussion he had with the disciples in Acts chapter one verse eight, he said, "You will be my disciples when the Holy Spirit comes upon you." Well, first of all, get to know God. Get to know him in a way that the Holy Spirit can flow through you, uh, that he can speak through you. And then Jesus was standing on the Mount of Olives, and he pointed down at Jerusalem, and he said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. In other words, right here, yep. right now, right here. And then he pointed out to Judea, Samaria, and to the remotest parts of the earth. What a wonderful example of what's going on today. Uh, using that virus as an example. If we could do the same with our faith and it could spread throughout the world here at home, right where we are today as we, as we go about our day and, and say, Lord, show me where I want to be used by you. And, and then watch for those opportunities. And Dave, for me, it has spread to some of the remotest parts of the earth. Right. You know, it's, it's fun to be, be able to think that I can do just really normal, sane things and see God work. Absolutely. I mean, I just need to get up and be, I think as I'm older, I just enjoy how God made me. And I can, I can just live that way. And in the process, point to him. You know, you know I have narcolepsy and, and our listeners know that. I don't make any, I don't hide it. And one of the interesting things is I love to close my eyes. I just love to close them. I, I want to close them all the time. <laughs> I mean, there's not a point in the day where I don't want to close them. I want to close them and just sit there like I'm a, in a coma. You know, I mean, I, I enjoy that. But you know, it's interesting that when I do that, my brain immediately says, I love you, God. So I don't know if God didn't give me this disease mm-hmm. so that I would just pause and just go right to him. And I don't, that wasn't intentional, by the way. Just immediately when my eyes closed, I start going, I love you, God. Thank you for, it's amazing. How do you think that started, Dave? I don't know. I don't, I I mean, honestly, I'm I'm just, it's my most weakest point. It's the weakest point I have because I'm very vulnerable when that happens. Yeah. But I mean, the the first thought, I I love you, God. 
I think you learned that from guys like your dad. Yeah, well, uh, I'm sure. You know, and I, I think of an example. I was in Haiti, and uh, I was with a pastor. We we're going down a down the side of a mountain. We had my team in the back of the pickup truck. I'm sitting in the front seat, and all of a sudden, the front tire blew out. And I would expect that on a trip with you. So go yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, it's not the last time that yep. happened either. But but uh, we're we're going down a hill. The tire blows out. And the pastor, the first words that came out of his mouth were, oh, praise the Lord. Yep. That wasn't what I was thinking. Right, okay? right, right. Uh, but the first you, words. You, you first, your first words were, we're going to die. No, no, <laughs> I, mean, I didn't want to go there. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, but his first words were, oh, praise the Lord. And, and they pulled, got us safely over to the side of the road, and we didn't have a spare, of course. And so we were stranded for a while and eventually back on the road. Uh, a few days later, I was at his church that we were building an addition on onto, and uh, one of his one of his church members was leaning up against some of the wood that we had leaning up against the wall, and the whole pile fell over. Oh, ouch! And that church member went, "Ooh, praise the Lord!" Huh. Now, where did he learn that? Yeah. Where are your friends going to learn it? Yeah. From you. Yeah. And and so, if you're listening today, be encouraged. Uh, yeah. God can use you. He wants to use you. Um, and wake up with that attitude. Yeah. Go to sleep with that attitude. Yeah. I, I do think that, you know, in fact, I do a podcast called Nighttime, mm-hmm. and it's, it's made to help people think while they go to sleep. And a lot of it is just for that, I mean, to help them think. Um, and you get it at nighttime.com. I mean, nighttime.podbean.com or just relate365.com. But one of the interesting things for, for me is, you know, yeah, through the years, God's the only one that's proven reliable. And so I think when you're in your most vulnerable state, your brain goes there. Because it's like, you know, I can't do anything about this. I, I shouldn't be closing my eyes and just sitting here. I, this is not productive. This is not good in the human sense. And yet at the same time, it goes right to God. And I thought, you know what, my prayer life since I've had narcolepsy has been just unbelievable. And I think, okay, God, thank you. Thank you for wiping me out sometimes so that I just sit there. And, and I'm not, you might walk in the room and think I'm sleeping. My wife will tell you, when he's in his little narcoleptic fit state, <laughs> he hears everything you say, and he will respond as soon as you quit talking. It's a weird state, Don. I can't even explain it. It's just a really weird state to be in. <laughs> However, it looks like I'm sleeping, and... and Almost all the time, I'm praying at that point. I'm, I'm praying for something that God laid on my heart. Yeah. And, and then I'll wake up, and it'll be, I'll go right back to what I was doing. So I, I don't understand it all, but it's, uh, once again, I've been, we've been trying to tell the people listening, whatever God has given you in life, use it to show people who he is. Whether it be narcolepsy, you know, whether you're in a wheelchair, you talked about somebody who is disabled and how they affected you and your life. It doesn't matter whether you're the president of a Fortune 500 company. The question really is, what did God give you to do with your talents, your abilities, your, your resources today? What's he putting in front of you to show? He, he wants to show the world who you are. The world's not going to be won by argument. They aren't. The, social media isn't going to change somebody's mind. What's going to change their mind is when they see somebody who's in love with God and they can't deny what just happened. And, and you can't go after the miracle. You don't do that. 
you go after God. Let him deal with what he does. Mm. And, and it could be orphans and widows in India, Haiti, uh, Honduras. It, it could be camps in northern Wisconsin. It could be helping orphans and widows here. Whatever it is, make the decision that your life is going to reflect who God is and enjoy who God is, and then you'll treat people right. And I think that's the process we've been trying to describe and encourage people to be a part of. Yeah. I've often used the example, many of us wake up and our first, our first thought is, good morning, America. You, yeah. you flip the TV, I yeah. want to see what's on the news. And what I've been trying to encourage people to do is wake up and say, good morning, God. Yeah. And, and then spend some time with him before you start turning on TVs and radios yeah. and uh, so forth. But, but really living God. You know, Dave, one of the things, I even play games uh, once in a while when I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm, I'm just, some people count sheep. Uh, some, some, you know, different tricks. What I do uh, quite often is I start with the letter A and I think of verses that start with the letters of the alphabet. A, and we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Uh, and then just work your way right. I usually fall asleep before I get to F. Yeah, but, there you uh, go. but then that's the last thing on my mind yep. when I go back to sleep. And, and, and so science God is, is a, clear. What you think about when you go to sleep, you yeah. think about all night. And, and that's what I'm saying is that he's the first thing on my mind when I wake up then. Yep. And then it's so easy to wake up and, ah, good morning, God. Yep. You know? Yep. Uh, I, I wish I could say that it's always been like this, and I know this is younger, older. Yeah. Uh, in my younger years, I didn't know these things, and I, I, I've had to learn a lot of it through the, the school of hard knocks. And if, if there are young people listening today, I hope that you're, you're listening to a couple of old guys here, and, and you, won't, you won't wait as long, because this is something you can be experiencing now. And I, I know young people all over the world that are that are thriving in their relationship with Jesus Christ because of this kind of attitude. They love him. Yep. They their desire, their sole desire is to serve God with their lives. And you know the sad thing is a lot of them don't have anything. It, it, exactly. And God uses that. I, I tell kids this, I want you to respond to this statement. I, I in fact I told our, their students this yesterday. I said, you gotta understand something. God's not tolerant. He's patient. There's a huge difference between the two. Tolerance means that you're going to accept the fact that somebody is sinful and wait. He doesn't do that. There won't be any sin in heaven. But patience is, I think, what you and I are talking about. We're in our 60s. We didn't know all this stuff in our 20s. But God was patient with us, working us. When it gets to the point where we're asking God to adjust truth to us, that's tolerant and he won't do it. Yeah. But, but as long as we're moving, I think he's moving us. Yeah, I uh, I turned sixty five just a few weeks ago, so this is I, I've entered the uh, the official senior citizen now. There you go, and I get my discounts wherever I can. Yeah, but uh, one of the things that I've said a few times already is I I just kind of wish we could live two hundred to be two hundred years old because we learned so much the first hundred years. Yep, it would be so nice to be able to practice and pass those things on to the to the next generation and. And uh, we, we don't live those 200 years. And so yeah. we need to take the time that we have and don't wait until you're old to really get to know God. Just get, get to know him right now. You know, if you're young, go find an older guy that's walking with God, that loves God. Go spend time with him yeah. because you can glean. You don't, you don't have to have the same experiences. For example, in the Bible, you don't have to have the same experience as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and facing a furnace. Mm-hmm. 
but you can learn what they learned. Yeah. I mean, ask the question, what did they know? I think, I think a lot of people, they don't think that they can be used. That, well, what, what right. do I have? Don, you play trumpet. That's what, that's what you can do, but what do I have? Let me tell you, I told you about Neltha. I think it was the last program. Right. Uh, Neltha is a, a young lady that's severely uh, disabled, and she's, she lives at our orphanage in Haiti. And she smiles all the time. She loves God. She sings to God. But when you ask her, what do you want to be when you grow up? She says, I want to be a nurse. And, and I, I remember saying, Neltha, I don't know. But I'll tell you what, we'll make you a nurse now. And Dave, she can barely hold a rag in her hand. Hmm. But she takes a rag hours a day and sits next to the children that are, are paralyzed from the neck down. And she, she brushes the flies off their face all day long uh, with love and absolute service to God. This is her ministry, is taking care of the, the, the smaller children. Absolutely. And uh, we can all learn a lot from Neltha. As a matter of fact, maybe some of you want to. Maybe you want to come to Haiti. There you go. Uh, what, go what's the website again? I'll go ahead and give a shameless uh, plug there for our, our, our venture program, uh, which is an intern program in Haiti, as well as for mission teams. It's uh, www.dsminternational.org, okay. and look under Mission Opportunities, and you'll see some of the opportunities that we there, have. There's a serve. lot of opportunities there, though. It's not just for interns, right? I mean, oh, yeah. you have a bunch of... We have I've teams, gone on some crazy trips with yep, you, and We I have say teams that, that go to Haiti throughout way. the year. We go to India, um, then other countries, as the Lord leads, went to Myanmar uh, last year, way up into the mountains with the Chen tribe, and and just had tremendous ministry take place there. So if a church wants to go, let's say a pastor saying, I really think my people should go to, I, I want to lead them, I want to go with them. Do you yeah. arrange that? I Absolutely. Mean, we can do as much as you want. We, we can help get you there. We, we always pick you up at the airport, bring you to the home. We can plug you into ministry opportunities throughout the week. With We have, we have just about a block away from our, our, our lodging where, where we stay, our House of Hope. Uh, there's a place that takes care of malnourished babies. And so you could go and, and just hold babies and feed them that are that their parents don't, or usually it's a single mom and, and uh, doesn't have enough nourishment to mm. keep the child alive. And, and this place is saving lives. There's an orphanage right around the corner where you can go and serve at. There's a Christian school right down the road. Um, there's our orphanage with the special needs children. There's evangelism, uh, medical people. We have medical um, teams that come down and we set up in the very poor communities and just take people all day long, uh, dental teams that come down to, throughout the year. We, we have many, many, many opportunities to, to serve. And so we invite you to, to come and be a part of the ministry. Yeah, you know, those, those that are listening, I invite you to go back into the podcast. There's a guy that we did, uh, a younger older with named Zach Ellis, and yeah. he um, met with you too, I know. And, and he's available to help in ministries. And we gave you a website back then. Don has a unique ministry that God has given him, and he could be a part of your church and help. I encourage you to go get these podcasts, get those websites, go check them out, and, and be somebody who says, okay, here's what these people are gifted to do and what they're doing for the body of Christ. And, and not only get behind them, but it could be that God wants to use them in your church and in your neighborhood. And, um, and, but go check them out so you can actually be a part of that. Sure. Uh, you can also check out our stuff at silverbirchranch.org or nicklaybible.org or at relate365.com. All various ministries of Silverbirch Ranch. Uh, we're so thankful that you spent some time listening to us today, and uh, we hope that we can be a part of your life on a regular basis. 
Uh, goodbye for now.